Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and I'm so blessed and honored to have you join me today. We've been talking about the ble- the best place in the world to live, even above Kerrville, Texas. And I think we have a pretty great place place to live, but there's a better place. And that's what we've been talking about in Psalms 91. Uh, our wor- our Reset Your Mind with the Word is... Psalms 91.1, I bet you guessed that. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I always invite y'all to learn a scripture. So I give you a scripture a week because of what it does, it, it changes your mind. It changes your thoughts. It renews you. It changes the way that you think. And uh, if you begin to dwell on that word, uh, it will renew your mind to that truth in that word. So Psalms 91.1. I encourage you to uh, to memorize it. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the word of the week, the word that we picked out, I always like to go back over that, and that's the word dwell. We talked about it in the earlier part of the program, but the word dwell means to remain, to sit, to sit down, to abide, to stay, to settle, endure, establish, to marry, to continue. Uh, it talks. It means habitation, inhabit, to tarry. So all those words are an invitation for you to do, for you to dwell in the secret place, to sit down in it, to be still, to quieten yourself, to be at peace, to abide there, to stay there, to settle down, to, to be established there, to establish yourself in that place of the secret place of the Most High. So uh, Isaiah 33, 6 uh, is another scripture that popped out to me when I was studying this. It says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. Now, in the Amplified, Psalms 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed. If you're feeling a little unstable, listen, sometimes I feel unstable. <laughs> sometimes probably people think I'm unstable, but... If you're feeling a little unstable, a little unsteady, you don't feel like your, your feet are firmly planted in a, in a situation, in, a, in an area in your life, and you feel like you're just going to topple over, here, here is your answer. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Isaiah 33, 6, again, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability and of your times. So the wisdom, get this, Don. so the wisdom and knowledge of Psalms 91 to dwell, to stay there in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the protection, the shelter, the defense uh, of, shall abide under the shadow. If you, if, you, if, you divide, if you abide under that, then you are going to walk in safety. You're going to walk in protection. You're going to walk in uh, provision. Doesn't mean that you might not walk through a difficult, difficult place, but you won't walk there alone, and you will come out victorious. Period. And he doesn't leave you there. And he doesn't leave you there. Thank God. He doesn't leave you. Period. <laughs> Amen for that. So, the Amplified of Isaiah thirty-three six says, "And there shall be stability in your time." That's a word for you today. And there shall be stability in your time. You know, buddy. You know, no one wants to um, walk out on a platform. That's not stable. You know, that's moving around. I've been, we, we have some little steps that are little, uh, what do you call those pavers? pavers. That are kind of uh, 
they're parallel, not parallel, but diagonal to each other, into the pathway into our office. Okay, folks, I have fallen three times on those things because they're not sitting stable. They're not all flat it's by the grass and the ground. Some of them are kind of, and so I'll step in. Between. I have fallen literally three times trying to get into my office because it's just not stable. Well, Isaiah 33, 6, and there shall be stability in your time, the time that you are living in, where you are at, in your time. Harley, guess what? We didn't start the time over, so I have no idea where we are. Hello, folks. Uh, I'll give Dawn the, the countdown <laughs> here. When it's down to five minutes, you'll tell me when to stop? Okay. Yeah, we're so, about five minutes in. Okay. Time, so. All right. See, this is, this is being recorded, and sometimes we forget to hit the little timer, so, eh, oh well. You're okay. <laughs> okay, so we're good now. I was the Back. guest today, not the timer, I forgot. <laughs> yes, Dawn, you got to be the guest and the timer. You know I can't do two things at place. one time. <laughs> Don't lose your place, everything falls not apart, to Dawn. my chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now you know what we're really like. And there shall be stability in your time and abundance of salvation. Wisdom and knowledge. Don't you want that abundance of salvation, which means rescue, deliverance. It means peace. It means prosperity. It means eternal salvation. Don't you want an abundance of that? And the reverent fear and worship of the Lord is your treasure and his. So you want to be stable? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under his shadow, his defense, his shade, his protection. Hallelujah. Of the Most High. He wants to elevate you to that. Come on. I know I'm drilling this in, but somebody needs us today. He wants to elevate you. There's a place of elevation for you today to come up higher, to come up and be into that place of safety and provision and protection and relationship, that marital relation and contract, that agreement, that covenant with him and that stability. Come on. Who wouldn't want that? That place of elevation makes me think about when I go to the coast and we stay at our favorite uh, place, I can stand out on the balcony and I can look out down at the waves and I always just do that. I go stand out there and I just talk to God for a minute and I look at those waves and I'm like, you know, Lord, up here, from up here, those waves aren't that big of a deal. You know, they don't look scary. They don't, they aren't going to uh, roll me under the water. They're not going to take me down. They're not going to get in my eyes. Nothing's happening and I can see and they're just beautiful. When I'm down in the water, they can be bigger, they can knock me over, they can, you know, the tide can pull you under, whatever. But when you're looking at it from the higher place, it's actually a place of beauty. And, yes. and God can see the beauty, where sometimes we only see the turmoil mm -hmm. in the undertow. Right, and that's <laughs> but, scary. But God really has a place of beauty, a, a vision of beauty over our lives. And he's like, come on, trust me, I'm not going to let that wave take you down. Mm-hmm. Come on, you can yeah. do this. I can see the beauty that it's producing in you. The scripture that says that, that it's actually for our good, it's producing glory. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I don't see it. Really, I don't Lord, see it. this is glorious. You know? <laughs> Maybe we should talk but about he, the definition of yeah, Lord he, and what glory is. Yeah, but he sees the yeah. beauty. He mm -hmm. sees what it's doing in us. Mm -hmm. And I just love to stand up there from that perspective and think about him looking over my life from that perspective, mm -hmm. that higher place. Mm -hmm. Well, and that place of elevation is, you know where it starts? Number one, your relationship and an intimate relationship with him. And then in your mind, mm -hmm. 
to allow him to retrain your mind. That's why I'm all about the Word. I'm all about learning, studying the Word, memorizing it. And, and I, no, I don't know everything about the Bible. I wish I did. But I have the indwelling teacher on the inside of me, and I have his word stored up in me, and I keep putting it in. You keep eating it, even the same verse. I've read a Psalms 91, I don't know how many times, but it's still alive, and it still, it still comes, uh, and becomes a revelation in a different way to me because his word is alive. So when you begin to allow that word to get in you, it elevates you, and it changes your thinking. It's my favorite place to go, Psalm 91. No matter what's going on, I can go sit in my little chair where I spend time with the Lord, and when I'm feeling totally discouraged, used up, and, and undone, I go read this scripture, and I read it over my family and our ministry and their families because it encourages me, and it actually empowers me when I do it. It mm-hmm. makes me go, oh, yeah, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's really not that bad. <laughs> God's got this. It's yeah. not that bad. Yeah. So it's it's my dwelling place. Even just this particular scripture is mm-hmm. my dwelling place. Yes. Because I go to that and go, yes, I'm protected. Yeah. I'm provided for. I'm, I'm rescued. I'm everything. I'm uh, No disease can come near me. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set mm-hmm. free. Everything's in this scripture. It's all in one. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and, you know, an inherent or hidden in each scripture Every scripture in the Bible, inherent and hidden in it, is the power for that scripture to come to pass in your life. So every time that if the Lord gives a command or, you know, you read a scripture, it's an invitation for you to enter into that scripture. So he's inviting you into that place, the secret place. He's inviting you into Psalms 91.1. And so it's that secret place of intimate relationship. You know what? I... um, I don't spend all day laying on my face before the Lord or on my knees praying and fasting uh, all day long. I, I don't do that. But I am constantly aware of His presence. I'm constantly aware of His love. I'm constantly aware of of Him speaking to me. He's, he speaks to me all day. Uh, it's... I'm not talking about an audible voice that you hear with your natural ears, but in my spirit, I'm having a conversation with him all day. And that's that, that's that relationship. Yes, there are times that I stop and I literally kneel down or, or I'm, and I pray or I'm driving and I'm praying and, and, but it's a conversation with God. And yes, I petition him for certain things and there's supplications, petitions, you know, proclamations, all these things. But the, the whole thing is based upon a loving relationship with your heavenly Father, not a set of rules and not uh, regulations and a religion. Because here's the thing, your relationship with him will enable you to change your conduct, change your behavior, change your actions, change your habits. Those things that you know need to be changed. If you just try to do it by the rules... Well, God said, I've got to stop this, so I'm going to try really hard. It, that's not it. It is that relationship, being constantly aware of his presence and his power, being aware that he wants to bring you to a higher place, that he can set you free from those things. It's not your ability to follow all the Ten Commandments. It's not your ability to follow this uh, regulation of don't wear this, don't eat that. It is a relationship. That is the secret place, is a relationship with 
him. I, I see the mercy seat available. Because, you know, yes. back, in the, back in the day when the priests were the only ones that could go into the mercy seat to the Holy of Holies, you had to depend on somebody else to go get it. But it doesn't matter whether I'm in my special place at home that I pray or if I, like you said, driving or walking around or at work or, or anywhere else or at the grocery store, I have the mercy seat available. And so I can go, no matter what I'm doing, I can step right into the mercy seat, right into mm-hmm. the Holy of Holies boldly and say, mm-hmm. Daddy, help. Or Daddy, I just want to love you. Or Daddy, just want to spend a minute with you, or I want to appreciate you, or, 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 or rescue me. It doesn't matter what it is. I have access to that mercy seat wherever I go. Amen. Praise God for that. I need mercy every day, all day long. <clears throat> every day, all day long, and thank God I get it, and you too. Uh, in wait a minute, Acts, there we go, Acts seventeen twenty eight. it says, In Him we live and move, and have our being. That's that relationship. In Him we live. It means to literally to breathe. In Him we breathe. He gives me breath. He gives me breath. He gives me life. He brings me to life. Without the breath of God that He gives us, the breath in us, we're just a corpse. We, we're, we're not a person. We're just a shell. This is just, this is just the house that the real us lives in, what you can see. This is just our house. But in Him, in Him, in Him, we live. We have action. We move. We're alive. Uh, it means to be full of vigor, to, for you to have life and vitality. It's in Him. In Him, we live. In Him, we move. So if you feel stuck in an area of your life, if you feel like that you're just lying there flat and you cannot get back up, you can't move, or you're st- you don't know what else to do to try to, to get out of this situation or change it, listen, in Him we live, we move, we are in motion. God wants you in motion. If whatever's not in motion is dying, He wants you in motion, walking with Him in that relationship, letting Him stir you up. Move means to stir, to be in motion, to cause to go. There are times God has had to cause me to go, cause me to get up, cause me to quit laying in my bed of pity, cause me to quit rubbing my eyes and crying and feeling sorry for myself and say, oh, well, I can't believe this happened to me, you know, and we all been there. But there, that's not going to get me what I want. That is not going to change me or the situation. And there have been times I felt really sorry for myself and it didn't do any good but give me a headache. And so the Lord's saying, come on, get up. He has had to cause me to get up, to stir me up, to cause me to be in motion and cause me to go. Listen, the Bible says, go into all the world and preach. It didn't say, just stay right where you're at and not open your mouth. It says, go and preach. And that's what we are called to do. And so it is. it requires life. It requires breath. It, it, it requires movement on your part. Some of you just need to move. You need to get up and move and do what God called you, called you to do and told you to do. You just need to, by the grace and the power of God, to say, okay, I believe what you said. I believe you said for me to do this. I'm trusting you. Uh, if and as long as it lines up with the Word of God, you know, you just need to just do it. Obedience is simple. What uh, Pastor David Danielson at Impact said Sunday, that he, tells his, he told his children when they were little, obedience is simple. Just do what you're told to do. I was like, well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, I can do that. Just do what you're told to do. And God doesn't tell you to do something just to be bossy. Mm -hmm. 
I can be bossy. I've been told that before no. on our team. <laughs> so can you put that over there? Wait, hey, we need to move this over here. You know, we go out to minister. We're like busy little ants trying to get all of our equipment set up and everything in place. And so I don't even pay any attention. We've been together so long that we're like family. Say, that needs to go over here. And sometimes Jeff, because he's in charge of, that's part of his, that he's in charge of his putting it all together. He'll say, I got this. <laughs> I know my I know, duties. Quit being I know so what to do. Go do okay, your thing. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he'll just say, just go, go, go prepare for what you're going to speak. Just go on. Okay, Jeff. You know, so, but God is not, he's not just doing it to be bossy. He's doing it because he's got the best plan. <laughs> and you will like it and if the you follow. Yes, that plan. yes. And he, you will like it. You will love it, actually, if you follow out and walk out his plan because it will be better than your highest dreams, you know. Uh, it will be beyond your imaginations if you follow that. I was reading something today, too, about in my Bible study about interruptions, how sometimes we think the interruptions that come along are, are just nuisances, but sometimes it's God interrupting us to keep us on his plan and, and that he has good things for us. And so he, he, he'll send something that'll come our way that'll seem like a completely exasperating interruption, but it's really to keep us headed to where we right want us to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Back on path. Yeah, it's like that uh, recalculating, recalculating. <laughs> he has, well, with my that sense of direction. That actually means you're driving too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with me, no, Harley. It means absolutely I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> it I, means I, I'm driving too fast. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> I may be driving too fast, but I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Making good time. <laughs> Making good time going somewhere that I have no clue. But God is good about recalculating us, getting us back on the plan. So in him, we're to live and move and have our being, our existence. Listen, if you do that, that that means that word being means existence and reality. If you are, your reality is in him, your existence is in him, you're dwelling in the secret place. It's not hard. Some people have made it so hard. Well, where is the secret place? And what do you think that really is? A relationship with him? (laughs) Intimate relationship, being aware of his presence all day, and just asking him, hey, what should I do here, Lord? Um, Father, what, what are you saying here? What's happening here? How, how am I to respond here? Since I'm living in you and having my being, what's my response? What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Because it's really you, Lord. It's not me. Yes. How wonderful. What if we all did that? Wow. That would be so amazing and so cool. You know, um, in... Acts, in Acts, somewhere, (laughs) it said, these are they that turned the world upside down. And before that, uh, before that scripture, it says, they saw, in Acts 4.13, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated, untrained men. They marveled and listened. They realized they had been with Jesus. What if we lived and moved and had our being in him and other people realized, hey, they've been with Jesus. There's, there's something happening there. I'm, I'm going to listen to what they have to say. And we were walking that out. The whole world, the whole world would be preached the gospel and there would be billions of people come to the Lord. I, I truly believe that. There'd be miracles, signs, and wonders everywhere we went. I think people need to know too that it doesn't dis, that their circumstances around them don't discount who they are in Amen. Christ. Amen. So, if you're living and moving and breathing in Christ, even when things look like they're falling apart around you or things haven't gone as you think they should to plan, it doesn't discount who you are in him. And so that he still has all those good plans. And we're just supposed to come back, like you said earlier, and just 
refocus ourselves yeah. and go, okay, Lord, I don't, I, I don't understand again, or I don't know what's happening, but you're going to show it to me. You're going to show me what to do because I'm in you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little secret I learned a long time ago. I was going to wait. I knew I was called to preach and to minister and music and things since I was 12 years old. And I immediately started praying for people, and even my first little message was at 12 years old. You know, but <clears throat> so I immediately started doing, I don't know how well I do it, did it. I don't know how well I'm doing it now. I'm just being obedient as best I know how, you know, but I immediately started stepping into it. My circumstances were not ideal. My circumstances are not ideal at this moment. And I have the honor and joy and, and blessing to preach on TV and, and on God the radio. Didn't discount his value in you, did he? He did not. And but here's the as I got older, the devil said, "Well, you better not go on TV and, or radio or anything like that until all of these things are perfect and lined up. You better you don't you do that." What a lie! What a lie! If you do that, you'll never do what you're called mm-hmm. to do. Do it in the midst of your weakness. Do it in the midst of maybe you don't have enough finances. Maybe you're battling a sickness. Maybe you're even battling a habit. You know what? What did God tell you to do? He didn't say, now, when you are perfect I'll in your you. own sight, then I'm going to have you step at, well, you're 99 years old, then you, then you don't, you're too weak to get up and do it. <laughs> and you're still not perfect then. Do it you're, afraid. <laughs> yeah, you are perfect in Christ. That's right. Joyce Meyer said that a long time ago. That was such an amazing, powerful word. She said, do it afraid. And that's, you know, uh, John Wayne said, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. So saddle up. And the enemy wants to point out the skeletons in your closet, and your skeleton yeah. may not be some sinful thing. It yeah. may be a financial difficulty well, or whatever right. you're going through, right. whatever the issue is. Yeah. And the and the devil's pointing out your skeleton and go, well, if they really see you, mm-hmm. if they really see you, well, okay, wait a minute. I take myself out of the picture, then <laughs> right. I'm just going to go back yeah. into Christ, I'm gonna, and I'm going to trust I'm gonna him. Go in, yeah. I'm going to obey yeah. him, and I'm going to trust him. Or do what some people do, go in hiding and put a wall up, and I'm never going to step out, I'm never going to take a risk, and... I'm never going to reach my full potential and have that joy. There's such a joy in it of reaching out and stepping out into that. And, and everything that we've been through in our circumstances, you just don't know how you're going to help somebody right. else. And so that's why I cry. Out, that's my heart's cry every day. Lord, life isn't perfect. Life is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But God, let something about me today mm-hmm. help somebody else. Yes. Help me encourage somebody that Amen. you love them. Don't waste your trials. Don't waste your battles. Turn them around for God's glory. Use them for God's glory and speak out and give a testimony. Hey, God brought me through this. God brought me he through this. He doesn't waste any of it. He doesn't waste any of it, and we shouldn't either. <clears throat> I share my testimony of what I you know, walked through and grew up and the things that happened to me, not because I need to share it for myself, but because somebody needs to hear it. And you know what? We, we need to uh, understand that there's power in our testimony. And we need to step out and do it. God's trying to elevate you. He's trying to bring you up higher. And, you know, I, sometimes I, here's a, a lie I have to, to, to put down a lot. And it's this. And it, it's really funny and I joke about it, but it's something I really have to put down. It's when they realize I really don't know what, they're, what I'm doing, they're not going to let me be on radio. They're not going to let me be on TV. They're not going to call. Me, they're not going to let me come speak anymore. Seriously, on the box. And the, you know, but you I'm really thinking, are figuring out how yeah, to do it. Yeah, right? but <laughs> I am figuring out how to do it. But I also figure the main thing I figured out is not me. It's Christ in right. me. 
and that it's his word and his calling. And so instead of discounting yourself, you may not be called to, to preach from a platform, but you are called to something. There's a reason you are drawing breath on this earth. You have a purpose no matter what, and we can always discount ourselves or we can look at Christ and say, okay, I remember when I was 12 years old, I started praying. I mean, I remember praying this for a lot, a lot, and I still pray it. But I remember at 12, it was like a watershed moment. I said, Lord, if you can use anything in me, please use me. I was so grateful that he came into my life. I was, I was so blessed that he picked me up out of a deep pit and cut off the generational curses and changed my family line, changed me, rescued me. I had such an overwhelming desire, and I still do, to, um, to minister for him, to speak for him, to help somebody. So I pray, Lord, if there's any way you can use me, if there's anything in me that you can use, use me, Lord. And you know, he took me at my word and in my failings and my failures and my weaknesses, he has still, he uses me and he will use you because he doesn't have to, uh, to look at your past. He doesn't have to look at how educated you are. He just says, I have a willing vessel. And, and somebody that wants to speak out for me, somebody that wants to step out. And so the Lord is calling us to that place of being bold in Him, get, staying in the secret place, abiding in the secret place, and going, living and moving and having our being in Him that others can say, oh, they've been with Jesus and turn the world upside down. And if you have any doubt, look in your Word. Because nobody in the Word was perfect, but Amen. Jesus. <laughs> he uses he uses the 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 foolish things, foolish things to confound the, the wise. wise. That's so, right. don't so true. Don't count yourself in any way because he none, nobody in our examples was perfect. I am highly qualified for that verse. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely qualified. I could put that on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new way to do your resume. I'm Praise God. I'm good. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us today. I can't believe our time is already up. How'd that happen? Harley, you just talked the whole time. That's what it was. You just talked and talked That's and talked. That's what it was. <laughs> well, it's such a blessing to have you guys. I really encourage you to go to Lueda.org, L-U-A-D-A.org, and uh, listen to our previous podcast, watch the videos, uh, go tune into our TV station, call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. Uh, we want you to, to connect with you. Go to our Facebook page. All of our social media is on there. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time.